This episode is sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a great in-game product for gamers that are looking to stream their video games to for let the world to see. You can stream games on your PS5, PS5, PS4, Xbox, computer, PC, and um, and much more stuff. And so Twitch is a is awesome because you get to record it. It has a you get to stream for as long as you want, eight hours, seven hours. One hour, two hour, three hour, even that, and then more and less. Twitch is a really awesome um, thing. And uh, I just got Twitch back on October 11th of 2020, and it was an, a great improv, a great app for uh, Xbox, um, PC, and all the other console, Xbox, PC, and many consoles and cool one. If you'd like to visit Twitch for yourself, go download on your Xbox, PC, or PS4. Or uh, just look it up on Twitch. That's T-W-I-T-C-H. That's Twitch. I'd also like to thank 5-Hour Energy for sponsoring this podcast. Um, it's a pretty good product for, like, you can use... If you're on the go or with fuel battery up to 100% for whatever you are um, doing. And uh, one of the most uh, challenging and it's awesome, really cool stuff to do. And it's uh, awesome. Uh, I've had it before, before a baseball game. And it really charge your battery up to 100% every what you're doing. If you want to learn more about that, just go to fireenergy.com or just go to your local grocery store and just get any of it and so all right let's with that knocked out let's get rolling into the podcast Hello everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. My name is uh, Brayden, and today um, we're going to be talking about the Yak 50 with a special guest, Mr. Geoff uh, Ladder, everyone. So, um, I hope you guys uh, have a, hope you guys uh, do awesome, and it's really, really cool that you guys are listening. That's what makes me really happy, and um, just, yeah, uh, Makes my heart really uh, awesome. And everybody, uh, we're going to get straight into the interview with um, Mr. With Mr. Geoff Ladder, everyone. And so we will do all this stuff at the end. Never mind the fluff, let's get straight to it with Mr. Geoff Ladder, everyone. Ladder. Alright, everybody, um, we're going to get to there. We will see you in a couple minutes. Yeah, just hold up. I can't. Yeah. Give me a sec. So, uh, I hope you guys are looking forward. He's a pretty awesome guy and so and um all that um stuff. It's uh, really cool. And so everybody, um pandemic special, Yak fifty series featuring uh Mr. Geoff Ladder. Alright, let's enjoy the uh enjoy it. Okay. 
to episode six, everybody. It's going to be our pandemic special here with Kyle, with Airshow Waddock to continue on into this mini series about getting this Yak 50, importing it. We started our first flights in it. And in this video, we're going to look at the first aerobatic flight in the aircraft. Now, before we show you that, we should just briefly talk about a few things. Uh, it's really important to know that this was not the first time that we explored the envelope of the aircraft. Prior to the first aerobatic flight, we flew dozens and dozens of test flights in the aircraft. Before you take an aircraft, especially a high-performance machine like this Yak-50 that has the capability to explore the unlimited flight envelope, it's critical that you explore other aspects and other flight regimes of the maneuvering profile and maneuvering envelope of the aircraft. So long before we did our first aerobatic flights, we went up and did a whole bunch of test flights, everything ranging from cruise performance uh, up into looking at the high angle of attack, low energy flight regime. And that included up to not just the stall, but departure of controlled flight. And when I say departure of controlled flight, I mean going through the various spin regimes. And uh, that included things like flat spins, inverted spins, inverted flat spins, and we needed to make sure that we fully understood the entire flight envelope of the aircraft before we flew the aerobatics, especially before you start doing unlimited aerobatics, before you depart an aircraft to do a maneuver, say, like a tumble, which you'll see in this video, you really want to make sure that you understand the entire flight envelope. So just as a quick cautionary note here in this video, I know it looks like we just did a taxi test, a first flight, and now we're flying aerobatics. There was an entire flight test program that we went through prior to this first aerobatic flight. Here we are in October, and all of the flying you're about to see here all happened back in June, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, we lost a small ball that was attached to the gear handle. We had to go look for that, thanks to Doug Wilson at Wilson Aviation and Kyle helping to remove panels. Additionally, from that, I had an engine failure in this Yak-50, and if you want to get an in-depth look at how that engine failure played out and some of the training involved and why it was a successful outcome, then I definitely suggest you go check out our Jeff Ladder Air Show's website and watch that video. One other thing happened, and this is probably the worst thing. I've suffered a back injury, and that's actually grounded me from flying. After we had the engine failure, it turned out to be a, a carburetor issue. We've now replaced the carburetor, but we had to do an engine run-up. But with my bad back, I wasn't able to do it. So we also have some video in here of none other than Kyle here from Airshow Attic. With the guidance that we gave from Doug Wilson and myself, we actually walked Kyle through an engine run-up here in the Yak-50. Also during the summer, even though I wasn't able to fly because of my bad back, which is still causing me pain right now, we were able to take the aircraft and put it on display during the Wings and Wheels drive through event. This was an event run here in Abbotsford to raise money for the Krista Gala Foundation, which raises money for families in need that are suffering from breast cancer here in the BC Lower Mainland. And finally, come along with me on the aerobatic flight while I narrate and talk you through all of the maneuvers that I fly. So let's jump into that very first aerobatic practice we did here at the Abbotsford Airport. We're able to film some of it from the ground and some of it from the cockpit. But essentially what we're going to do is we're going to take off and climb above the field. Air traffic control here at the Abbotsford Tower, one of the best towers I've ever worked with. Everybody knows I have a lot of love for the Abbotsford Tower. They clear us into an aerobatic box. Now these maneuvers I'm flying are higher than I would fly them at an air show because it is our first aerobatic practice over the airport here. Once the Abbotsford Airport's cleared us in, we enter in at about 1,000 feet, pull into the vertical. We're going to go into a flat spin to the right. We'll recover from that. We'll turn around. We'll get set up, and we'll do a gyroscopic tumble. The first one we're going to do on a 60-degree up line. The next one we're going to do on a 90-degree up line, and that's a lot more exciting because it gets a way faster rotational rate. That's a Lobshevik tumble. 
We're going to turn around. We're going to do a double aileron roll. We're going to come by and do an inverted pass. Well, not technically difficult to fly. It's one of the more fun things to do at an air show. So we do an inverted pass again, all up at altitude. We come back around and we set up for two photo passes. One at high speed, uh, showing the high speed performance of the airplane. One at a slightly slower speed. This would be more for photographers, like a photo pass that they'd be able to get some great photos with. And we recover back here at Abbotsford for a landing. interested in watching a full walkthrough of that first aerobatic flight here at the Abbotsford Airport, be sure to check out the Jeff Ladder Air Show's YouTube channel. As I mentioned earlier, we had the landing gear ball, which is at the very end of the landing gear handle, come off during one of our test flights. As you can see in the video, it actually goes flying by my head, and the screw that held it on actually went out through the side of the canopy there. Luckily, we were able to find the ball uh, as it went back to the tail of the aircraft very important that we find that ball because we don't want to have foreign objects in the back of the aircraft where they could jam the controls. So on that flight, we immediately landed, came back to here to the Abbotsford Airport where Doug Wilson from Wilson Aviation and Kyle helped find this elusive ball. So now that we found the ball, why don't you join me and we'll go for a flight and catch you where I'll walk you through one of our aerobatic practices. Right, we've been cleared for takeoff. Uh, stick back, start bringing in the power nice and slow, and uh, as we're bringing in the power, stick full forward, get that tail up, get that aircraft uh, tail flag. It's accelerating quite quickly. Acceleration rate is tremendous in a Yak-50. We're already in the air after just a few hundred feet. Gear up, and we are accelerating in ground effect. <laughs> 
accelerating here in ground effect, getting towards the end of the runway, we'll be doing 400 kilometers an hour or 250 miles per hour into the pool. We're accelerating and climbing away from the airport. 35 degrees nose up, and we're still accelerating. Lots of power in the Yak 50. We're just getting into the edge of the practice area, which is just to the east of the Abbotsford Airport, and I'm going to quickly roll the aircraft upside down. The reason for this is we want to check the belts, and also we want to check the engine parameters and make sure that there's no issues with the aircraft at all. And so we do this before we start any aerobatics. So we have our target airspeed, we'll start uh, into a, initially just a five and a half G pull into a vertical line. Uh, we'll go up that vertical line. This is sort of the beginning of a square loop, but we're actually doing a square Immelman turn. And so we'll recover to the inverted, fly inverted, and then recover back to straight and level. Here we're going to fly a slow roll. The slow roll is deceptively difficult to fly, actually, although you may see it at an air show, it may seem quite simple. Uh, there's actually a lot going on here. Uh, a constant slow roll rate with the ailerons, but also uh, constant control input from the elevator and the rudder to keep the aircraft on the line and at altitude. Now we'll pull up and just do a regular aileron roll to the right, moves around quite briskly. Great roll rate in the Yak 50. Here we're going to do a double aileron roll. In the second half of the aileron roll here, you do need to put in the same slow roll inputs to make sure the aircraft stays on the line and maintains altitude. Here we'll fly one of the classic combos. So at the end of the simulated show line, we'll fly a hammerhead or a style turn turnaround. Uh, so once we hit the apex of the maneuver, we'll apply full right rudder, a little bit of left aileron, and a little bit of forward stick, just to keep the aircraft on sort of a disc motion. And once we recover down to our target altitude, we'll go right into a four-point roll. So the hammerhead to a four-point roll is a classic combination. the power coming off here we're going to just practice a regular spin uh, before we do any of the other maneuvers where the aircraft has a potential to depart control flight we just always want to make sure we do a spin warm-up so it's just a traditional spin uh two rotations around we'll recover back and now we'll start flying some of the more exciting maneuvers pulling into a vertical upline very similar to the hammerhead that's going to be full right rudder uh, but this time we're going to full aft elevator full aft stick and uh full left aileron and it will enter into a flat spin we'll go around a few rotations this is good for training of course but we are also developing the gates for this maneuver as it will be one of the maneuvers we fly in the 2021 package on the recovery on the line recovering back to our starting altitude now we're going to fly the classic Airshow maneuver, the Barnstormers Loop. It's a 4G loop, and it's a designed to be flown as a perfect circle, so the G actually decreases over the top, coming across the top of the loop here at 1,600 feet. And as the speed increases, of course, the G increases back to its 4G, recovering at 350 kilometers an hour back at our starting altitude. From here, we can go in to practice another hammerhead. A hammerhead's a classic maneuver uh, to be flown at the airshow and show lines 
and we'll, again we'll do it to the right. We already practiced one earlier, but it's always worth practicing another. You can see on that one we had a little bit more speed uh, after the loop, and sort of vertical on that one was up to 1,800 feet. We started recovery 1,000 feet prior to our target. with a constant 5G pull to level flight. This maneuver is going to be our first tumble practice of the day. A quick 6G pull up that line. Once we hit the target speed, we'll apply full right aileron, full left rudder, and initially a negative 4G pushover, and the aircraft departs off all three axes into the classic Lompashevic tumble. We're going to fly another gyroscopic maneuver, uh, pulling up this time. Uh, we're actually going to use a slight different control input, and it's going to cause it to momentarily shoulder roll. You can see there, as it goes around perpendicular negative G to a vertical line. And we will recover back to our start altitude at 350K. And now we're going to fly a half Cuban 8. This is a fairly common maneuver that we fly at air shows for turnarounds to get the aircraft pointed back towards show center. This is one of my favorite maneuvers to fly, the square loop. So it's going to start 400K and into a 7G pull. You can see my face as I went to the AG string maneuver up the vertical line, 1,800 feet at the top. It gets a great vertical penetration and into the vertical portion. Normally, in this portion of a square loop, you'd only fly it as long as the show line. Um, but I was experimenting with its inverted acceleration to see what speed I could get. Um, at the power setting I had. So I extended it a bit okay. further, pulling down into the downline. The downline's much shorter, of course, as I'm accelerating quite quickly. And then once again, a 7G pull to recover at the same starting altitude. This bump. Booyah! And while we're here, why don't we get right into another slow roll. Again, slow roll is one of the more difficult maneuvers to fly because uh, it's not coordinated to keep that aircraft uh, on the same altitude, on the same heading and a constant slow roll rate. It's actually quite deceptively difficult uh, compared to what it looks like. Right, you can see I was just looking at my watch for a bit more time. Let's practice another four point. Uh, this one's a little shaky. I guess I'll have to go out and practice more. You know, that's part of the reason we're out here practicing all the time. You see me shaking my head there, not happy with it. We'll try another one here. I don't think I was happy with this one either. No, not happy with this one either. But that's why we're out here to practice. Uh, you know, before you see an air show uh, anywhere, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into practicing these maneuvers over and over and over. All right, let's roll on out of here. enjoyed coming along with me with Katya while I showed you some of the aerobatic maneuvers that the aircraft capable of and I hope that you also enjoyed seeing a little bit of what I'm looking for and how we fly this airplane with some of the details I was able to give. On a subsequent aerobatic flight 
we return back here to the Abbotsford Airport to continue our training by flying circuits or touch and goes. During the second touch and go, we had a power loss and engine failure on this Yak 50. Why don't we take a look at that engine failure? On June 16th of 2020, we were out uh, finishing an aerobatic practice and returned back to the Abbotsford Airport where I flew a couple of circuits to continue our training. And it was during the second go around uh, that we suffered an engine failure close to the ground. Uh, in the video, you'll be able to see that we get the aircraft airborne and that is when the engine failure occurs. We're approximately 80 feet off the ground and I just selected the gear up. Because the aircraft is accelerating so quickly, we need to raise the gear so we do not exceed the gear speed on the aircraft. Uh, the first thing that I did uh, was monitor the airspeed and saw that I had extra energy. And uh, I also knew that I was halfway down the runway um, in Abbotsford, so that meant I had roughly 2,500 feet more runway to use. And so I, I elected to use that extra energy to slow the aircraft, lower the landing gear right away, and then slow to a landing. Once we were on the ground, uh, we assessed that there wasn't a need to evacuate the aircraft, and uh, we exited the aircraft, where we were met by uh, emergency service uh, personnel and airport operations at Abbotsford. show you here uh 42 minutes prior to that event happening i'm sitting in the aircraft warming it up and i'm actually going through an engine failure close to the ground i review one at altitude as well as uh, some other emergencies for the day it's important to have that visualization and that self-talk of these emergencies um, so when an event does happen you have the emotional control to make the correct decisions in a timely manner as well as doing the appropriate steps for a more detailed rundown of that event, please check out our YouTube channel where we dissect the entire event in much more detail. As you saw in that video, the cause of the power loss was due to a failure of the carburetor. We've since sourced out a new carburetor and put it into the aircraft. Of course, this required us to do an engine test. I'm not able to do it because of my bad back, so luckily Kyle was able to do it for us. I stood beside him and we walked him through the process. As you can see, starting the Yak-50 is not as easy as starting other airplanes, and it was a bit of a challenge to get it started. You want to move the belts? You want to sit the belts up to you? I'd rather not sit on the belts. Right down. I'm going to show you a few things here first. Okay. This is the air. This is the throttle. I'm going to move the throttle there. So when you add power, you just come up like that, okay? Nice okay. and slow motions. The gauge you're most concerned with right now is this one. Okay. Idle is going to be just under 40 while we warm up the engine. Okay. Right around 40. Yep. The rest of this stuff, I'll watch. Okay, so 40. 
70. So, yeah, so we're going to run it up there. Um, this is the fuel if you have to shut it off for a fire. Okay. If I told you to shut off the fuel valve, Pull. do that. But I'd be right here, so I can. Okay. Goes. The start's a So the way you're going to start it is once we've got the system done, you're going to push down on the... Don't do it now. But you're going to push yeah. down on the starter, and you got to hold it down. Okay. And once it starts catching over, with the other hand, you got to flick this to one plus two to catch it. So I'm holding and flipping? Yeah, but you have to do it all with one hand, because the other hand's holding the brakes. Oh, okay. okay. Like that. So you flip it over. Flip it, and then... Yeah, once it's catching, flick it over, and then you'll have to run the throttle a little bit to do it. This is the primer on this side. You may have to prime a little bit. We're going to do that now. Okay. All the way left rudder and right rudder, and go back and forth, squishing it while you're doing it, like this. Keep doing it. Okay. Now go straight. Totally level. All right. Don't worry about the brakes yet. Okay. Loose items. You got everything put away. You don't have a phone or anything that's going to get jammed or anything? Just, uh, nope. All right. So I'm going to throw the battery switch on, generator switch on, ignition switch on, gear switch on, instrument switch on. Check the chip detector. That's good. Once your lights are checked, fuel quantity is good for this run. Magneto switch is zero. All right, you want to do the fuel now? Yeah. Okay, so he's going to prime it and then put system in. So move that to the right. So it says cylinder. Okay, and I want you to pump in six shots. Prime. Right. Okay, now move it to system. System. And then start pumping it in and out, and then we're going to watch this fuel pressure here. So start moving it in and out. Okay, do you want me to prime this? Pull the brake in tight. There's a little lever here. I can do it. Pull a little tighter. You'll have to flip that thing underneath. There you go. The brakes are permanently on. Okay. Once and then, goes. is this hard to turn? Can I turn this right now to feel how... Yeah, turn it one plus two. Okay. Yeah, just flick it all the way to one plus two. Once it starts running. Okay. So... You'll know this? when it starts running. Yeah, okay. exactly. But I have to keep holding it. Well, you can momentarily. It'll be... Okay. It'll keep the thumb on the starter, yeah. Okay. We're up. Okay. All right. He's going to start. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Nice let go. Uh, it's over 20. That's enough. It's at, almost at 30. Okay, he's take the mags, take your hand off the mags, get your hand away from that. He's going to move the blades a little bit. Okay. That happens sometimes. All right, here we go. Okay. Ready? ready for, yeah, ready. That's weird. Because there's air in here. Okay, I'm going to try a little trick here that I do all the time when it does this to me. Oh, this has happened before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I swear to God, if you shake back and forth while you're doing it, sometimes it works. <laughs> like that. Okay? Ready, Doug? Try it. Okay. Hold it down, hold it down. Okay, flick it, Max. Oh. Okay, back there. Sorry. Try it again. That's okay. Okay, let go. Sorry, dude. Give it four shots of prime. Four shots. You okay if he starts? Yep. Okay, you won't even need to shake it this time. It'll go. Okay. There you go. Nice save. Yeah, it's not easy to do. Okay. 
When it starts catching, makes one plus two. I'm gonna have your throttle here, okay? Okay. I'm gonna give it a little makes assistance. Makes one plus two. Yeah. Okay. Just flick your foot finger, okay? Give her. Let go? Yeah. yeah. You gotta let go of the starter. Yeah. As soon as I flick it, let go? Yeah. As soon as you hear it starting. Come on. Out of air. You need about three hands to start running. No, it's So as soon as I'm flicking this over, like. As soon as it starts running, can you flick it over? Yeah, but you don't but let, let go, go the, of the switch. Do not let go of the button. Keep your thumb on there. Yeah, not until, not until it starts. Yeah. It's kind of... Because I did that last the yeah. last time, but it, it died. Yeah, so you want to get it running on the starter with your thumb pressed in, and then flick it over. Okay. And then you can release your thumb. Okay. She's going to catch now. Four. Okay. All right. Out. So, when it finally starts, and it's going, yeah. you got to push that in and block it center. Because okay. it won't run if that's out. Okay. But this is just in case you need a little prime. Yeah. All right. Good. Whatever. Oh, oh, oh. Push it in, push it in, push it in, push it in. Almost. Uh, close. Okay. Magnets off. You won't need prime on this one. Okay. It'll go now. Holy. Yeah, it was going. He's, you gotta. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah. a juggling act. <laughs> it's good for you to see. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. Gives me some perspective. All right, give her. Okay. Seventy-one percent behind. I had to lean into that wind. Really? And I'm so glad you did this 
Because there is no way I could have done this with my back. No, your back. Like, I couldn't sit in there. I can't even get into this thing. I'm just glad to help, man. No, man, I appreciate I'm it. My help. back hurts just standing here. <laughs> I know. So, um, yeah, like a takeaway from that yeah. is that these things are not easy to start. No, it's and challenging. Round, round engines are not like flat engines. They, yeah. They require a little bit more attention to, like, how you run them. Yeah. They're super finicky. Any mistakes made in a round engine could blow it to pieces because all of the parts of that engine are trying to get away from each other. So that's why, and if you notice the throttle tension, yeah, it actually was, got some to it, right? Yeah, it does, because yeah. Because the acceleration rate is so fast on this, and the vibration is so great, that if you don't, it'll walk itself backwards. Once we were able to get that engine started, we were able to run it up with the hard work that Doug Wilson and Mike E. put in from Wilson Aviation, and at the hands of Kyle in the airplane, we are able to do a successful test run of the engine, and it's actually running better than it was before. One of the events we were able to participate in this year was a wings and wheel drive through event, which was a charity for the Krista Gallo Foundation, which raises money for not just the people directly involved, but also for the families of people that are affected by breast cancer. This event was put on by Fabrication 360 here in Abbotsford. The Wings and Wheel drive through event was fantastic. They had lots of old, neat muscle cars. They even had some vintage buses, police cars, and even some old military vehicles. They asked us if we'd be willing to put the aircraft on display. And of course, anything we can do to raise money for a charity, we're happy to do. And because we're not flying, we had lots of time to do it. With the help of Kyle, once again, we were able to tow the aircraft over to the Tradex Center here in Abbotsford so that people could see the aircraft on display. drive-through event was a great success and the Krista Gallo Foundation met all of their fundraising goals. We hope you guys enjoyed watching this episode. The big question is where do we go from here in the future? Currently I'm still waiting to get a surgery date where they're going to do reconstructive surgery to rebuild my back. That's going to take 
about 12 weeks of recovery after that, and then another 12 weeks of physio to get me back into the airbags. But once we're back into flying this aircraft, we have a lot of exciting things that we're going to be doing in the future. One of the exciting things we're going to be doing is a virtual reality 360 video of flying the Yak-50. So for those of you with a VR headset, you'll be able to follow along just like you're riding with us in the Yak. Another thing that we're going to do in the future is we're planning on getting the ground speed record for this aircraft. So that'll be another episode where we go out and we try to get the ground speed record for the Yak-50. I sincerely hope that you guys all enjoyed this video showcasing a little bit more of what we're doing with Katya. Just as a housekeeping reminder, during this coronavirus pandemic, please remember, keep your social distancing and wear a mask. We'll see you in the next episode. Well, everybody, that is it, and, um, folks, uh, that wraps up another episode here on the Stunt Plane Podcast, but do not worry, folks, we'll be back next week with another round, and that, and we are gonna talk about next week is the Yak 52, everyone, and that's gonna be a really awesome episode, so, everybody, uh, I hope you have a wonderful day, hope you have a wonderful day, and, uh, folks... We'll see you next time.